0: Injured in a car accident? We cap attorneys' fees at thirty percent of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? No fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, Lawyer Up nine zero four. For accidents, injuries, and more, Lawyer Up nine zero four, Jacksonville. Attention! you. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime. Prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. That's not how it works. Mia O'Brien.
1: Should I laugh? Should, should I not laugh?
0: And Leon Searcy. This
2: is the big boy lead. How you, like me now? How you like
3: me now? Welcome in a Thursday of just a glorious day of weather. Here we are in December, okay? It touched 80 degrees yesterday out at the Golf Club of Southampton, so we are being treated to some just some awesome awesome sunshine uh, while others are probably blanketed in snow we're happy to be here coming out of the toys for tots tournament at the golf club of southampton just can't can't say enough about how appreciative we are the marines are and everybody i'm sure knows that that work that you do this holiday season this giving season it doesn't go unnoticed, and we had so many toys that were brought yesterday. We had a great day, so we'll follow the the Toys for Tots Golf Club of Southampton tournament yesterday with the yell today to get the weekend started. Okay, because it was such a great win. <laughs> yes, it was such a great day. So welcome well to XL Prime Times weekend as we get it rolling. But uh, we were. Uh, Treated to a beautiful day of weather, a lot of generosity, and can't say thank you enough to everybody who played, participated, helped, uh, chipped in, lots of prizes. Uh, You know, I I just had so many people that I was able to lean on and and just say thanks to all of them. Uh, I missed you guys, though because it would have been nice to be out there uh, having you out you all we out there you too, bro. Uh, yeah Sundays was out on one side of the golf course Ale yeah. house on the other nice. Zaxby's early smoothie and and smoothie Very king nice. uh, our man chris and and then you know on and on and on with all the other people that gave smoothie out great smoothie king prices. was out there yeah yeah oh. and of course we had uh, cold cold beer you know the, the the burkhart boys which is that's their district for bud light ultra mm-hmm. Maddie the the beer man right. uh, with medella and corona was out there and Old City was out there, so it was it was just a great day. We we had an awesome awesome time, uh, that's for sure. All right, so uh, we got Thursday night football tonight. You got the Jaguars. Will he? Won't he? Uh, play? Where are you all at? Because you guys were covering the story yesterday, and we talked briefly about it in the noon hour uh, about whether or not Trevor Lawrence is dealing with an injury that's significant enough that you might want to consider sitting him down. Now, D Rock, Mike D'Rocko, he of ESPN. Uh, in in ESPN Nation covering the Jags, he just walks out the door after doing Jaguars today with Mike and Tony, and he, he's you know he's on the plus side percentage wise that, that Trevor's going to play. He feels like you know it's, it's going to be okay, but you do have to worry. I looked at Leon when I walked in, and and you know you said you didn't have the turf toe, but you were around people that had it. And I'm not even saying Trevor has it, but, yeah, but it's it's almost like you know you kind of well, got to be careful and cautious with that. Well, that
2: here's happens. here's if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you have to assess how real this playoff run is, to be mm-hmm. quite honest with you. I mean, with five games left, you're four and eight. The last thing you want to do is put in jeopardy Trevor Lawrence moving forward. All right? I've been around guys who've had turf toe. I don't know if it's turf toe or not, but I know that right. it's excruciating. It's painful. It's mostly wide receivers and running backs, having to cut, move their feet, all that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure if Trevor has to do all lot. He has to plan a lot, and he has to move and maneuver, so he's got to run. And if he's in any kind of pain and he's doing – this everyday quarterback stuff, then you sit him. Why mm-hmm. would you play him? Yeah. I mean, you sit Trevor Lawrence and let, and let it heal properly instead of trying to rush him out there. Uh, because if you're going to give us what you gave us last week, then hell, that playoff run is done. All right? You sit Trevor Lawrence down, let him heal. Because it, more than likely, if he does play, I mean, if he does play, he's going to probably have to take a shot for pain. Mm-hmm. All right? And the last thing you wanted <sighs> is to start start early in his career shooting up pain pill, killer Shooting up mm-hmm. pain medicine to, mm-hmm. so he can go out there and play games. All right, yeah. I'm,
4: I'm going to be devil's advocate here, okay? Okay, go ahead, please. Trevor Lawrence is 24. Is that right? He's right around 23, there. 24? 23, 24. I'm looking at 23, 24. Leon Searcy may or may not have turf toe. Toe bottoming a little bit. A little pain. And the coach comes up to you and says, I'm "You am going to set you, Leon. Well, I'm,
2: a, I'm not a quarterback. Right. I'm but still, the face. I was never but the, still, face, the face as of far the franchise. Like,
4: no, no, I understand that. But. The competitor in you. Oh, yeah. If Mazer comes up to you and says you're sitting, Leon, we want to protect you for the rest of the season. What are you saying?
2: Oh, hell no. I'm right. not. No, I'm now not. He's okay. going to say the same thing. Yeah, he can. But first of all, I'm expendable. I'm a lineman. Okay? I'm expendable. I'm, <laughs> you I'm, were never expendable, I, bro. I'm, I was expendable. Okay? All right? So, But you're right. Absolutely. When I was 24, 23 years old, I mean, I, I took... CCs of blood out of my knee, 80 CCs of blood yeah, out of me every that. day. You don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know, I took uh, the tordol shots in the buttocks, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. to took all of that stuff in the fanny. to play. So, okay. no, but no, seriously though, do you really want Trevor Lawrence's career to be lingering with uh, pain shots and pain I don't think you do, no. This early on no. in his career with a turf toe. Oh, I, we don't even know if it's turf toe, but if it's, if he's got any kind of pain in that toe and you've got to assess the season, hey, listen. Five games left. What are we doing? All right. Well, we making a run or not. If we're making a run and you're serious about it, then you do what you need to do with Trevor Lawrence moving forward. But if you're not and you give us what you gave us last week, then sit them down and let to play. Mm -hmm. Well, clearly they're
4: not making a run. We saw what happened last week. Well,
2: they're going to assess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Last week was it. Right.
4: And you can't say you're making a run. Not and, looking the way we looked last okay. Oh, no.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's Leon's message. If you're, if you're going to try and roll with that right. product, right. Uh, it ain't in the cards. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Mia, not with us in studio. She is out with uh, Agent Gibbs uh, as they have the Fortegra High School, the Fortegra 912 High School basketball tournament on the campus of, of uh, FSCJ, uh, the South Campus. And we'll tell you, they will tell you about all the schools that are there, a little play by play action coming up. Uh, so we'll say hello to them. Uh, in a minute. But when we talk about, like, let's just use this as an example. This is the headline uh, right now, heading into this weekend, uh, when you take a look at the National Football League, and it says ranking teams just outside NFL playoff picture. That means they are not right now in the playoffs, but do they have the ability to make a run? Right. And the two at the top are listed, commanders, chargers. They've got the best path to get in based on who they get to play coming up. But let me just hit it real quick. The Commanders are 7-5 and 1. The Chargers are playing 500 ball. They're 6 and 6 coming off a loss to the Raiders. Guess who they have third? The Detroit Flipping Lions, who just did what they did. Now they are 5 and 7, but they are feeling a hell of a lot better about themselves, and when you consider the next two games against Minnesota and the Jets, you know, that's one inside the division, and we know that Minnesota's pretty good. Uh, but it 's also a New York Jets team that has playoff aspirations, and they are two games over 500. And so you 're looking at these teams. New England 's still listed among this group: 500 football team. They 're six and six. They don 't look pretty, but they 're still at least playing 500 ball. Raiders starting to at least turn the Jets up just a little bit. They 're five and seven, uh, just like the Lions. The Atlanta Falcons are listed here as a five and eight club. Okay? Jacksonville is one game out of this group. Steelers, they still think they might have a chance. They're five and seven. But Jackson was not in anywhere in there, are they? No, right? No. And the Cleveland Browns, okay, with Deshaun coming back, at the very least, uh, they were able to hang on. They're five and seven, and they're at least considering themselves as having a chance. Now they play inside their division, the Ravens, who may not have Lamar, and of course they play the Bengals. And the Bengals, we all know, are having a serious uptick right now in talent. But that's that's the difference. Leon, that you're talking about from last week to this week, that is the difference. The perception. Yeah, I mean, of the
2: football because team. all those teams that you just named, at some particular point, they they played like they had a heartbeat, mm-hmm. and the Jaguars didn't last week. They did not play like they slept. Walked through that whole game. There was no enthusiasm. There was no aspirations to win. There was no inspiration to win that game. I mean, they just were lulled to sleep. And, and the Lions, what well, all things equal, four and seven against four and seven. All things equal, the Jaguars just. They got their heinies. They got that. They got yeah, the buzz kick. Yep. I mean, up and down the field. I mean, offensively. I mean, Jared Goff. I mean, come on now, Jared Goff. I mean, he, he's he, he's having a decent season with uh, with the Lions, but in, in no way is he Mahomes or Josh. Allen. He's, a guy. he's, a, he's guy. a guy. I mean, he's a guy. and he looked like Montana out there with the protection and and the passes and and all that kind of accuracy. And I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm like, well, listen, I knew who we were defensively because I've seen it all year long. Mm-hmm. We don't we can't cover and we can't get to the passer. So, but I, I didn't assess that we were going Jerry Goff was gonna look that good. And those receivers gonna look that good. Mm-hmm. And then we couldn't burn the ball. ATM fumbles on the first series. I mean, he's gonna get labeled unless he rectifies that matter. Offensive line can't protect half the time. Ride receivers are dropping passes. I mean, listen. I mean, listen. I know Trevor. I, I listen. I, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I mean, you, you you're making a business decision right now. If you're gonna give me that from last week, then I need the rest. If you're going if you're serious about trying to win these next five games, then, hey, shoot me up and let's go.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And and if if the stakes were at that level and the belief <clears throat> was at that level and, and and what Doug Peterson saw and and heck, what Mike Caldwell saw. Uh, coming into this next game on the defensive side, you know, you'd like to have a little hope, a little belief that you can get the job done. Uh, Coach Campbell will be in here later yeah. on, and, and we did our Campbell on Joe podcast, and you guys, uh, you know, heard a little bit of what he had to say looking ahead to the Titans. He thinks this team matches up better against mm-hmm. that Titans run team than it does against a passing team, which is what Detroit threw at him. And, and, and I, I can't argue with it. I, that's, those are the teams that they have been better against. That's why they were good against Lamar. That's why they should be good defensively against the Tennessee Titans. They don't have the same firepower weapon-wise. Mm-hmm. But we'll find out. I just know
4: that – Have you been watching the way this team covers in the last – Yeah, a and, lot, a, a and, lot and of – pressures the quarterback in the last four or five games?
3: Well, it, it's a lot of the hope that you had. After a win, was just completely ripped away after the loss. It just sucked I mean, from it your just, very it, soul. Yeah, it just it took the you know the old bone marrow right out of you, and you had no whatever you were feeling. You're 180 degrees removed from that, right. which, which it right. sucks. It really does. All right. So you guys can chime in, hit the text line design by lifetime enclosures. I want to say a quick thanks to American Electrical who supports us a bunch right here on XL Primetime, but they also support the Ronald McDonald house and they want you, if you can to help deck the doors. They're trying to do everything they can to help make sure the Ronald McDonald house is as pretty as it can be for the kids that are having to stay through the holidays at the hospital and you can help and make sure that they have smiles. You can get in touch with them. All you got to do is check out the Ronald McDonald House Charities right here in Jacksonville and you can visit them at rmhcjacksonville.org. American Electrical proudly supporting the Ronald McDonald House.
0: We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop.
3: XL Primetime hanging out on a Thursday. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. And We got a couple that are going to be hanging out on the campus of FSCJ with the 912 Fortegra High School Basketball Tournament. Agent Gibbs on the play-by-play. Mia O'Brien there as well. What is up, ladies and gentlemen?
1: Yo, what's going on? And it is indeed the fifth annual Fortegra Invitational. Yours truly and Andrew Gibson will have your games coming up at 1 o'clock here on the campus of FSCJ, Orange Park, and Sandalwood. We also will be on the call this evening when Providence, undefeated, just knocked off IMG a week ago, a week plus ago now. They will be taking on Mandarin.
3: So and I love it. I love what uh, Airstream Ventures does every year, as you said, the fifth annual that this is going to be going on. And the kids, I think, probably get an opportunity to come off of campus, head over to the state college, check everything out with, uh, you know, eight different fan bases that, that, that will probably make their way into the uh, into the arena.
5: Yeah, Joe, and this is, uh, you know, this is an arena here at FSCJ, a little bit bigger venue than maybe some of these high school kids are used to playing in. You know, most high school courts are 84 feet. This one's 94 feet, um, and so it's a little bit bigger space for them to play in. Maybe a little bit bigger crowd in some instances. You know, our first game, Joe, we got Sandalwood. They're three and two. Orange Parks three and one. Orange Park last year had a 23 and five year. They went 14 and 0 at home. Uh, Sandwood on the other side, they won a district championship last year for the first time in eight or nine years. And so you've got two teams, certainly in our first game, Joe, between two programs that are really up and coming here in Jacksonville. I love that.
4: So, y'all, explain what teams are there in the format. Is it like a double elimination or is it just a specific teams versus specific teams over the days?
1: Yeah, so Matt, I know we love to talk brackets uh, on XL Primetime. You know, college football is going to have a bracket soon. There's a bracket here at the Forte Grand Invitational. Gibby's got it pulled up right here, so I'll have him rattle off the other six remaining teams in the field. Like I said, we've got Orange Park and Sandalwood here. That's the 1 o'clock game. All the first-round games are today, semifinals and second-round games because every team is guaranteed three games will be tomorrow. And then the championship and the third, fifth, and seventh-place games are on Saturday. And then again, Mandarin and Providence tonight in between that Gibby what are the other four teams we got in the field
5: so coming up at three o'clock after our first game we've got Oakleaf and rains that is a three o'clock tip-off time and then camden county and nice at six o'clock those are the two sandwiched in between games this afternoon and
1: then we'll have the winner from camden county and nice taking on the winner of this game between orange park and sandalwood tomorrow night at eight o'clock in one of the semifinals, and that game will also be heard right here on the super station
2: any highly recruited talent down there right now
1: yeah, this game in particular, Leon, is a lot of. It's, it's two teams that, like Gibby alluded to, um, they had they graduated a lot last year sandalwood graduated eight seniors orange park graduated josiah sabino who's now a freshman over at ju the first local recruit to ju in over a decade and he kind of was the face of this program for the past two three years for orange park but as head coach Derek kernitsky kernitsky told gibby and i earlier this week uh they won nine district championships before jojo showed up in orange park high school so uh they they are just retooling their roster thomas fawcett's probably the headliner for them He's more of a D2, D3 college guy, but he's coming off a meniscus tear. I wish Gio was here so we could tell Dr. Bari about this one. Meniscus tear in August. They told him four to five-month recovery, so he probably wouldn't be ready until the stretch run of the season. He came back this past Thursday against Impact Christian, fully healthy, cleared by the doctors. He's coming off the bench right now, but he would be the headliner, I would say, for this one, although Gibby This Sandalwood team's got a ton of sophomores on the roster, and their head coach, Joseph Simmons, telling us earlier this week that he thinks a couple of them could get some D1 looks down the road.
5: Yeah, Leon, a name to look out for from Sandalwood is a sophomore named Caden Torre, T-O-U-R-E. He's a sophomore, 6'2", a transfer from Ed White. Uh, Their head coach told us that he will be a D1 commit in two years. Uh, He said Hmm. this guy will be a big-time recruit, Caden Torre from Sandalwood, so look out for him, a sophomore.
3: And, and if you think about it, uh, Gibby and Mia, like a, a player like Alex Fudge, we're watching him last night against UConn. Now, yep. granted, Florida did not MVP
1: play. of this yeah. turn. MV, yeah. uh, Josie, exactly. MVP of yeah. this tournament yeah. two years ago. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what
3: I was going to bring up is that he's a guy who came through this Fortegra tournament, and he is really kind of one of the one of the better players that has come out of Duval. Here of late, and Alex went to LSU originally. Now is down in Gainesville, and he is—you might say—the best player that Florida has right now. But that's the type of talent you might be seeing on, on the on the hardwood.
1: Absolutely. And, of course, like I said, Providence knocked off IMG last week. They have a big three over there that includes a UNF and a JU commit and also another one, another guy in Jalen Robinson who's getting offers from everybody right now. And so if you don't have anything to do later on, I'm sure lots of people a lot of our nooners listening right now are at work or they're driving around. This game is at 1 o'clock, again, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and then 8 o'clock. That 8 o'clock one, obviously, Providence has a history of yes. bringing in yes. some elite talent. Yeah. So if you have nothing else to do on a Thursday night, stop on by and see some elite. Elite hoops on the campus of FSCJ.
3: All right, gang. uh, We will be listening. Enjoy it. Enjoy the call, Gibby. And uh, I know that both of you will have fun. The fifth annual Fortegra Invitational presented by CSI Companies over there on the campus of FSCJ. We'll talk to you all later.
5: All right. Thanks, Joe.
3: All right. And and, uh, eight high schools, all represented across the first coast up into Georgia, uh, which will be neat. Nice. Orange Park, Mandarin, Camden County, Rain, Sandalwood, Providence, and
4: Oak. Yeah, we saw Alex Fudge there one year, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's who we were talking about. That guy is a good,
3: good player. Uh, and uh, and it's funny that, like, let's just touch on Florida last night. They led for less than a minute in this game. Okay, nothing (laughs) Uh, less than a minute. Uh, and then UConn got up, led by double digits. Now, look, that is a good basketball team. The UConn Huskies, uh, they come into Gainesville with pedigree. There's no question about that. Uh, but you just saw Florida struggling basically right from the jump. They went close to seven minutes without a score. Uh, and that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. We have seen it before. It doesn't really matter whether it's Mike White or Todd Golden. It doesn't matter. Uh, but Alex Fudge. A uh, pretty solid performance. Uh, let's see here. I think he had thirteen. Yeah, thirteen points. Three of three from beyond the arc, and the rest of the Gators went one of twelve beyond the arc. That ain't good. Is that is that bad?
4: No, yeah, that ain't good. good. Yeah, thirteen and five. And it was. I mean, they're a good team. The Huskies are a good team. Yeah, they are. Man. But at the end of the day, you do not lose by twenty-one at home. No, you no, you don't, man. You put up a fight, even if you're, you know, even if it's, it's a top-five team. Yeah, just don't and, do that. And they have a lot of different guys that they're trying to move through there to make sure that
3: they've, you know, have that turnover. Everyone's entering or going into the transfer portal to find out who's entering and who they can bring to campus. Golden's not, you know, alone there. There are a lot of other coaches that are having to do the same thing. But you're talking about a little bit of a rebuild, and Gator fans, and these are basketball Gator fans. They probably don't like. The idea of being
4: patient, but they're probably going to have to be. Well, a, I mean, a little patient. You got a brand. It's almost a brand new roster, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And guess what? You're Major still turnover, dude. Thirty percent from the field. They shot thirty yeah. percent from the field. They shot twenty six percent from three point. Yeah. So it's not only that sixty four from the line too. Wow. Oh it's just yeah. A, it's an overall bad bad night for them. Yeah, and
3: it's just just ah, it just adds up to. Uh, Well, it's Misery Loves Company. There's more more teams out there that it seems like our fans of the First Coast are following that aren't doing so hot. And it really doesn't matter, pro, college, football, basketball. It doesn't matter, at least not right now. All right, we're going to try and fire up a phone call to Blaine Bishop, uh, he of the Tennessee Titans, still does sports radio up there. Uh, Mickey and Blaine in the afternoon, 104.5 The Zone. Hopefully we'll be able to hook up well, with the former Tennessee star, get an idea of what he thinks of this Jaguar team and what he thinks of that team up there that right now has had back-to-back losses, one at home and one on the road to Philadelphia. That just
4: happened.
0: Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
4: So Billy Napier made it official about an hour ago that Jack uh Miller will be starting for the Gators in the Vegas Bowl against Oregon State. Jack Miller had a thumb injury that kind of led to a wrist injury and it kept him out longer than expected uh this year. But he's healthy, completely healthy, ready to go, you know. Here we go. Here's your shot, man. Let, let the Jack Miller era begin. I mean, here's your shot. He's got he's losing his best offensive lineman, his best re- I don't even know, I don't even know if you call Justin George's best receiver, but his best statistical receiver. Yeah. Um, By the way, a former five-star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, um, well, I, I, and the only reason I pointed their out. Best, hang on, their best defensive player, Ventro Miller. Yeah. And we've all seen what's happened to that team when their best defensive player is Oh, my gosh. When played. 51's not there? Right. They're yeah. in deep trouble. So, yeah. uh, And they're playing a Oregon State team that, you know, won nine games and beat Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and came back to beat, beat Oregon. Oregon. right. So okay. they're playing there, a very good team.
3: Where's that up? Corvallis up there? That's They came back to beat them. Yep. Because yep. I want to say they might have been down. 14, nothing. They were down game. 31 14, I think. <clears throat> wow, 17
2: points. There. Yes, I'm happy for the kid. All right, he's going to be playing in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when the first time I went into a game, it was a blowout game in 88 against Nebraska. We were killing Nebraska. First time I had gotten any kind of reps in a true game, mm-hmm. it was garbage time. But <laughs> I, still, I still took that garbage time. It was like seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, but I was, I was playing football for the Hurricanes beautiful. See, so that, that's, that, awesome. that's So, Jack Miller, I mean, this is his first time representing Florida. Yeah, and you so, never know what can come of it. Tremendous opportunity.
3: All right, we're going to dial the phone for uh, Blaine Bishop coming up here in a second, but just fire this, uh, you know, one or two of these uh, Trevor quotes, JJ, because, you know, most Jaguar fans, they don't know whether he's going to play or not, but here's what Trevor had to say about the toe.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you want, I mean, you want to try to keep it elevated and rested as, as much as you can,
3: just let it heal up. Um, and, you know, obviously, it's just kind of, like I said, it's just day by day and see how it feels and as much treatment as possible, stay off of it when you can, and
2: all that stuff that we've been doing and continue to do throughout the week.
3: And he admitted it might have been one of his biggest scares injury-wise, but, you know, the simple question was asked to Trevor, uh, do you plan to play Sunday against the Titans? Yeah, that's the plan. You know, that's the plan. And like I said, all I can do is
2: just take it day by day, and um, I, if I if I can, I'll be out there.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, that's what you want to hear, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, they did the same thing to me. What they do, If he they, if they wants him to play – they 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 got nurses coming to his house medicating, uh-huh. with that boot. I'm telling you, they they're pumping some serious drugs into his body to make sure he's staying. Mm-hmm. You know, say so he's staying medicated. So if they're doing that, if he's getting the treatment there, and he's getting the treatment at home, and they're coming to his house, so he's playing something, mm-hmm. they're making yeah. sure he plays
4: something. Right, but I mean, but to be fair, honestly, he's if he was really hurt, are you walking around at a at a uh,
2: salon, getting pictures taken? Well, I mean, listen, you, you can't. You can't be walking out with there with them dogs if they ain't if they ain't clean. He might need a pet to kill.
4: I know, but my point. Okay, mm-hmm. my point is, my point is for the feet. I mean, if you've got a foot injury, yeah, he like needs that, to stay off. We got to stay it, off and elevator. Keep I mean, it yeah, elevated, yeah. Right? You know, but
2: yeah, he probably was he there with this lady? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. I'm not gonna go into that that kind of stuff.
3: And and, and look, you you you've got to just try and.
4: Put yourself in the best Maybe position. they told him it didn't, wasn't a big deal. But, yeah. I mean, literally every time he takes a step. It's a big deal. It's right. If it if it really is bothering you, every time he takes a step, it's going to hurt.
3: Yeah. yeah. All right. So, if, if you're talking about uh, a guy that can play tough, play through pain, uh, and be still be productive, and that's the thing. And we already talked about whether or not this is an important game, a meaningful game, or whatever. Right. But you know what? The way he views it. Is this is his professional career, and he might feel like he's just now turning the corner, and he needs to feel like he he can go out there and, and, and play well.
2: Yeah, but the only thing is that he's so young. The last thing he want is to have to rely on pain stuff to get you through games this early in his career. It's only his second year in the league, right? Especially when it comes to a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you want to you want to avoid that at all costs, okay? Because if he has to get shot up to play in the game, then. That's that's a lonely road you you that's, go down. That's, <laughs> that's the beginning of the end. You say that's what, it. That's what I'm telling you it starts. That's how it starts, bro.
6: And, and the thing is, is it,
3: it just kills you if you can't go out there and do what
2: you need to do to mm-hmm. make sure that you can perform. Because
3: what he's what is he trying to do right now, Leon? He's trying to pull his team through. He's trying to prove. Well, that maybe he can, he can, can inspire leader.
2: him. You know what? Maybe maybe with his toe, he, you know, he he, he can he say, listen, I'm 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 doing this for the team.
4: Like Uncle Hulk the Big Toe? <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> Uh I love Beckaholka. I do too. I, I I mean I think it's you know what I think is more than anything I think he just wants to play. He's yeah. a young guy. Yeah. He's playing well right now mm-hmm. and he wants to continue the ascension. Yeah. He wants to keep playing well. Yeah, and that's how I was phrasing it like turning the
3: corner type of thing. Like he is on the up. And and yeah, I think he wants to keep that good vibe that growth going because this is as important a stretch of football I think for him and Doug to kind of be on the same page, come through adversity, play well, finish strong. All those things I definitely think are on his mind and he wants to prove. I do think that leadership part of this uh, it goes into it. He wants to prove to his teammates that he can play through pain, he can be available when they need him the most. Now, granted, 5 and 7 team instead of a 4 and 8 team, it's it's a ton of difference right now. Uh, in a lot of people's minds, but I just think he just wants to make sure that, he, that he's you know, out of the tub, Leon, mm-hmm. out of the tub.
2: Yeah. You can't make the club. The <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and really, if can't you can't help the club in the tub.
2: can't either. help the club in yeah. the yeah. tub yeah. either, absolutely.
3: Yeah. And, and I, I just feel like if, if he can prove to people that he can come out of an injury situation like that, and he scared the bejesus out of all of Duvall when he went well, down,
2: yeah, well, here's here's another thing. I mean, actually if he does play in the game, the offensive line should be motivated to keep him clean because you know he's not 100% healthy back there. Right. I I'm I'm just saying if I if We're I, going I know down that road, I'm are just we? saying that I know if my quarterback is hindering in some capacity, I'm making sure I'm not getting them hits on them. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, there's the motivation offensive line, there's the motivation. You got a hampered uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh, a 75% Trevor Lawrence in your backfield. Keep keep your keep their hands off of. Them. Right. It, can you at least do that? Yeah. I'm yeah, not playing I'm, I'm him trying to.
4: Huh? If he's hurt, if he's, if he's still like, if he says he's like 70%, 75%, I'm not playing him. No way. It's just not worth it. It's well, not worth it. Yeah.
3: And that's what we're going to find out, whether he feels by yeah. the end of the week, he, because he's not going to put any pressure on or anything like that right now, but will he be at the end of the week saying, I'm a go? No. <laughs>
0: Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah.
3: Blaine Bishop, former Tennessee Titan, a star on 104.5 The Zone, now up in Nash, Vegas. He joins us. What's up, Blaine? How are you, man?
7: What's going on, gentlemen, man? Uh, Good to uh, hear
8: from you guys. I guess this is a perfect time to be on, right? Yeah. Yeah, No news out there about the Titans, right?
3: (laughs) The Titans are on a two-game losing streak. This doesn't happen very often Uh, in Jacksonville. Thought? thought maybe, Blaine, they could go up to Detroit and and get an inch a game closer to Tennessee. You know, we're talking about Trevor and whether he's healthy or not, but how healthy are the Tennessee Titans right now, especially coming out of
8: Philly, the the way things look? Man, uh, that'll be a a question to to be answered on on game day. But, you know, they're beat up just like everybody else. You know, I think they're up there at the top or not, you know, top three uh, injuries again uh, this season. And uh, Brable's done a a really good job of just kind of managing – through all of that, uh, but uh, unsure of some guys, uh, Burks being the leading, you know, with the concussion. So I'm, I'm assumed that he won't be playing uh, who's a key cog and especially their passing game without him. They're kind of uh, just an average or below average uh, passing weapons uh, out there. So, uh, but uh, everybody else, I think, you know, good role players, Fulton out uh on offense. I mean, defense. And I, I think he's a, you know, he's a good, you know, starting corner in the National Football League. So those two are hurt, but everybody else is kind of already being injured or uh, big Jeff is you know, managing through a uh, Jeffrey Simmons, managing through an ankle injury, archery. I don't know the extent of his injury, but I don't see him playing for another week or so.
2: Now, Blaine, you fired your general manager, John Robinson. What? Well, that's a culmination of what?
8: Man, we are trying to figure that out, Leon. I You know, it, it surprised us and shocked all of us here that cover the Titans. Uh, even me being with Titans, earlier, I had no inkling or what. I, it's kind of, you know, like a curveball, but it could have been some things behind the scenes. Vrabel has given some hints. I would really want to read some tea leaves. is what we always have, you know, is that he said after the game that we have come to a crossroads. And he's also said, which he never does something like that. And then he also said uh, with a national guy uh, two or three weeks ago, I think it was Ed Warder, is that, uh, you know, why don't you guys pass the ball? And he goes, well, who am I going to throw to? And he never does stuff like that. So that's an indictment of the actual roster, not the actual player. So he's thrown out even other hints along the way this season. And I I just don't think he was ever on board for the A.J. Brown. He also actually made a statement that uh, as long as he's the head coach, A.J. Brown will be here, and that didn't happen. And when they traded him on draft day, he got up and walked around and spun around and looked like, I am pissed. So ultimately, he had no power over the draft. He didn't have the final say-so. John Robinson did, and I think this became a power struggle, if I was guessing, and he went out because he's the coach. And so we shall see where it goes from here with him and Ryan Crowder uh, kind of, uh, you know, pseudo doing GM head coach. uh, And Vrabel said that uh, Amy Adams Strunk has the final say, so if uh, they disagree.
3: I'm looking at Leon. Leon, you nailed it earlier in the week. You said A.J. Brown was the reason after that game.
2: I said when A.J. Brown smoked y'all that last week, I said (laughs) that might have been the end. That might have been the reason why. Because, you know, Vrabel doing that draft day when they – when they traded him, everybody saw him walk away and, and, and seemed distraught and distressed about it. So that might have been the nail in the coffin. Yeah.
8: And, and to the point, though, I'm not going to say I agree or disagree with the actual trade, but in this offense, I don't know if I would pay a receiver, and probably not, a receiver $25 million, even though he's an elite receiver, because they just don't throw enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... He had ten targets versus the Titans. He didn't even hardly play the fourth quarter. I mean, with Philly, he would he he would have it would have taken him two games to get ten targets. That's a good. They, point. they just don't throw <laughs> enough. Now, when they did throw to him, he made play. and that was the difference. Uh, I just think they didn't want to put that kind of resources twenty five, maybe twenty, but not twenty five, into AJ Brown and and, uh, and the re- receiver. And uh, that's what they made in the decision. They, they moved on. Uh, so that's kind of how I view it. But he is definitely showing that uh, he is that dude. And I thought he was that dude. So, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 A.J. Brown brought everything to the table for the Titans, to me. Even more so than Derrick Henry, by the way. Derrick Henry missed games, they still won because A.J. Brown was killing it. When A.J. Brown missed games with Henry, they still lost games.
4: Mm, yeah, that's, I mean, that's an easy point yeah. to make. Hey, exactly. Blaine, um, I'm sure you have, so I'm going to ask you this. Have you ever had turf toe, and, and how difficult is it to play with it?
8: I have, Man, I've had a lot of injury. I've never had turf toe, but I, I know Eddie had it, and he played through the season. He was not the same player. Uh, it's really a tough injury uh, to play through, especially uh, more so probably. I mean, all positions, but some positions get away with a skill guy. I think it's really hard. Lyman lineman probably could fight through it. And, manage, and maybe not as much, you know, because you're not in the open space. Uh, but yeah, it's a tough injury. And not it, a it, quarterback. It'll, it'll get worse as time goes on if you keep playing on it. Right. I think while well, Eddie played with a metal strength, uh, shank in like his shoe, and it still didn't help anything. He, it really ruined his career. Then it led to a knee injury and compensation and all oh, those wow. things.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That, that, it, it's pain and it doesn't sound tough. I always joke hip pointer and turf toe don't sound tough, but they, they are, they can be uh, serious and career killers in the case of yeah. the toe. We're talking with Blaine Bishop. You can catch him, Mickey and Blaine, both of them up there on 104.5, the zone afternoons. Uh, and when we talk Blaine about whether or not this football team can get well against the Tennessee Titans, I always joke that that Jacksonville's the elixir. Anyone needs uh, – you know, anyone's hurting, anyone needs help, this is the team that will help cure those things for you. But go back to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry trucked and ran over and ragdolled so many Jaguars uh, through the years. Do yeah. you feel like he he is not the, the same guy right now?
8: Hey, <laughs> that's been a huge discussion. And I, I really – you know, none of my cohorts feel that way, but I really can't tell. And the reason why I say that is because they're not – they're getting penetration and they're getting in the backfield. So I can't even see. And then they say, well, he's lost in a half a step. He gets in the open field because he hasn't, you know, broke for a long run. And he's run long ways. It's just that he hasn't scored. I think teams now are not giving up on chasing him and making him change direction. If I, if I want to say he's lost some, maybe a half a step, I, I really can't see. Actually, I believe he's become a better all around running back. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and that's how I value running backs. You know, they say, oh, Derrick Henry's the best running back. No, I say he's the best runner of running back. Complete backs do it all. And I'm talking about run down the field and run routes. We've seen him run screen plays and catch the ball, but that's not the same. What I have seen him do this season, jump cuts. Never seen the big guy, the king, do jump cuts. So he's actually evolving his game a little bit more. Uh, than I have seen before. Is he the home run hitter? I I it's hard for me to say. I, I still wanna believe that he still got that uh once he, you know, turned on most jets.
2: Now Blaine, it's gotta be hard to gauge the Tennessee Titans against the other AFC elite teams, the Buffaloes, the Chiefs, the Bengals, uh, because they're such a they're in such a poor division. I mean,
6: the Coast, mm-hmm.
2: Jaguars, and, and the and the Texans. Okay. I mean how 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 the how is it this team the same as they were last year. How are they different?
8: Well, I'll just say this, and I've said this on our show numerous times. Last year's team would have smoked this year's team. Mm. It's just that simple. Uh, I think they are really good against the average teams or below average teams. If you look at their record when they play the elite teams that you just mentioned, and uh, they, they might have won one game, and that's in a regular season. They just don't have the talent. Then. The elite or playoff contending teams or they don't have that stud quarterback that is just kind of magical and a find a way to win it. was a good quarterback, but he's not magical. Uh, so that's the difference. And to be honest, guys, I think your roster, maybe we have a better team, but you have a, a better talented team than the Tennessee Titans. And that may be why John Robinson is not here.
2: Have you been watching the games with your eyes closed?
8: I'm, I'm talking about some of the talent. And, you know, naturally, I'm always talking about the skill guys. Uh, you know, our offensive line is, is not very good. The left side shouldn't even – they shouldn't even be in the league.
4: Wow. We have been or, saying or, that. Be and, 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 and
8: I called the guy
4: – I think he's sandbagging, by the His last
8: right. name is Daily. I called him twice Daily, which is a gas station. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because he – he gives up a sack a game, and, he, and then he falls down like he's unathletic, like he should be a guard. Wow, but it, they, they, that's the issue. If you want to be a physical, run the football, you got to have some good offensive linemen. They had no backup plan for Lawan, uh, so the, the offensive line is the issue with the offense. Tannehill is getting destroyed, and he's still playing pretty solid. Yeah, I'd be throwing and chucking and ducking every time I threw the ball. <laughs>
4: All right, so uh, so we may be hearing you wrong, so just explain this for us if we are. But it sounds like you're getting ready to pick the Jags to win this game.
8: Uh, well, there's always a history, and I don't think you guys have beaten the Titans since 2013. But I, I'm gonna say this: I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 actually, I've been kind of watching you guys, and I know they got they got smoked by Detroit, and we can just say what you want to say about Detroit. But everybody has that stinker game. Yeah, I've been in pretty much all the games. And so I I like watching. I like the talent that's surrounding now. Y'all got a decent coach. I think it's a team that you don't know what you get. And and once they realize how they can close out games and win games, and that's a maturation process, uh, they're going to be really dangerous. Uh, So, yeah, I, I respect the Jaguars. Whenever you're playing in the division, they know you, you know them. And we catch them at the end of the season, they may be pissed off that they got beat. We all know we're super ultra competitive as professional athletes. They're not gonna come out there and sink it up again. That that's not gonna happen. They're gonna show resolve. They got MF all in the meat all day. So no, I I think they have talent. They have enough to beat the tight. Du- there's no question in my mind.
3: Duval likes Blaine Bishop a little bit more right now. Just, they, just they, a little. I still remember uh, how he haunted him back in the day. But definitely uh, Blaine appreciate it, bro. You can check out Blaine and Mickey Blaine Bishop, Mickey Ryan, one zero four five the zone, one zero four five the zone, and at B Bishop. Twenty-three. Thanks, dude, very much. Uh, we'll see what we look like on Sunday.
8: Yeah, I still have the time to win it in a close
3: one, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't,
4: I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Homer. <laughs> Thanks. All right, guys. Thanks, Blaine. All right. uh, how about later. Blaine saying the entire left side of the line shouldn't be in the league? Well, Right, I, here, here's, what if they don't get a sack this week? Exactly. That's
2: exactly what I was thinking.
3: Yeah. I'm like, okay, we now have our XL primetime bet, whether or not someone's going to get a sack against that lowly
4: left side. It's got to be on the left side, though.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All I'll right. take some of that, actually. All right, we'll see. We'll see. I think see. I might take
2: some uh, of that, actually. Two. We, what's the oh, overrun and then two. You got, uh, whatever is, we get two? We got to get at least I'm two. We got to get two. I'm saying one, one and a half is the overrun. One and a half. That
3: means they got to get two. All right, they better get two. All right. It's XL Primetime into the 1 o'clock hour.
0: We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop.
3: 1 o'clock hour is here. It's XL Primetime. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Thursday. Joe C. Maddie Hayes with all sorts of stuff cooking at SaturdayDownSouth.com. Big sirs. At Leon Cersei Jr. 1 and JJ LaSalva. Without Mia today, she and Agent Gibbs doing a little play by play at the Fortegra 912 High School Basketball Tournament over on the campus of FSCJ. We were just talking with Blaine Bishop, former Tennessee Titan, talking about the Jags Titans. You guys can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Let us know what you think about what he had to say because honestly, all three of us looked at each other like, did he just say that he likes what he sees? in a Jaguar uniform, and that that offensive line can't protect. And, and he is right. Derrick Henry keeps getting hit in the backfield. So what did we do? We set our sack total
4: at one and a half. One and a half. The line. For, for a off sack,
3: that left side. Off that left side of the, of the Titans' offense. And I'm
4: taking the under completely.
3: I'm taking the under. Big
4: Surce is going. Taking the over. I'm going to take the over. I love it. All right, now yeah. I'm going to give you some information. You may, I want, to know. You I may know. want to change it. You may want to change it, okay? I'm a little discouraged. So, Leon went 6-0 and this past week in picks. So, so uh, he's getting I'm gonna, hot again. He knows the answer to this. I'm going to see if you know the answer, okay. all right? How long has it been since Josh Allen's had a sack? Ooh. Uh, I'm just going to jump out and immediately say four games. All right, so when Sunday rolls around and that team runs onto the field there what used to be called Nissan Stadium. Yeah, I don't know what it's it is now. now. Okay. Yeah. They run out on the field there, and it's a big game. And this is they're still in the playoffs. It'll have been nine weeks since he's had a sack. Eight games. That's double what I said. Eight games. Op-
2: October second.
4: October second is the last time he had
3: a sack. against Philly. And he, least, fell in, and he fell, and he fell, into, fell into, into, into that one. So you're telling me we've had two major holidays since he last yes. a sack, Halloween yes. and Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Yes. And we are already wrapping presents. Well, we're, and, we're, <laughs> and, we're, and we're
4: bearing yeah. down on Christmas. Yes, we we are. Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah,
3: and, and yeah. Don't forget about eight crazy nights.
4: It's unbelievable. We are literally bearing down on Christmas right now. He uh, can I, easily go the next two weeks <laughs> without sack. And, and, <laughs> Hanukkah starts the 18th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> because I have because I have my Jewish heritage, I agree yeah. with you on that. Right,
3: but I I just. I look at it, and it, it, it frustrates me, and, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same frustration. Uh, you can let us know on the text line because, look, Josh Allen's had his option pick up, picked up by the team. That happens back in the offseason, and he is scheduled to make that, that fifth-year salary, which will kick up quite a bit considering what he was earning. But I, I've looked at you all. I've looked at Coach. I'm like, there is A, there's no contain on the outside. Uh, on some of these uh, te- defenses that they run, which just drives me batty, okay? And we're talking about two guys picked in the top seven of two different drafts that have not gotten to the quarterback enough. Trayvon's, now, I did gotten, see...
4: Trayvon's gone four games, by the way.
3: Yeah. All right. Now, I did see this one actually was semi-encouraging when I looked at the uh, numbers that you threw out, Matt, just as far as the hurries go, Okay. Now, pull that one up if you have it. I'm trying to pull it up right now. And and that actually encouraged me just a little bit, just in terms of hurries that he he has been involved in compared to – I don't have hurries on this list. Okay, all right, I'm looking here real quick to see if I can find it. Just compared to what Aiden Hutchinson, what Kayvon Thibodeau, what the other guys have done. But you're talking about most quarterback pressures, okay, among rookies, Hutchinson is at the top with 37. Right, uh-huh. thirty-seven for him. Uh, Kaloptis, thirty-three. Thibodeau, thirty-two. Trayvon, twenty-eight. Now he's at the bottom of that list when he was at the top of the list when they were choosing.
4: And, and- well, well, wait, 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 wait. He was at the top of Balky's list. Exactly.
3: Yeah, I shouldn't okay. say when we let's, were let's choosing. Let's make that very exactly. clear. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. yeah, because we can all go back to the tape. We went into that night going, you know, uh, even though I don't know that ninety-seven is going to be a dynamic player, he looked like he was more prepped and ready to go off the edge. That's that's the direction that
4: I. Well, he I was would the guy take. clearly of all those of those three big DEs. Okay, mm-hmm. and you can even put Carl Carlitos in this if you want, yeah, but, yeah. but let's go those three. He was the guy with the least amount of questions. Yeah. Thibodeau, questions. Trayvon, yeah. questions. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And, and we saw Kayvon Thibodeau make a, a play. Now, granted, that, that game ended up in a, in a big old tied knot, but we saw him make plays the other day. Yeah,
4: but I, I will also say, shocker of all shockers, the guy who is the safest pick mm-hmm. has the most sacks and the most pressure. Yeah, and, and, and productive,
3: and you, I think you look at him as an ascending player. At his craft, of course you do. You know? how could you not? Right, right? exactly. And like that, how, so, that, well, that's that it, it's crazy. the
4: problem is it's they always try and reinvent the wheel when you're when you're drafting. No, it's just it's right in front of you. It's look at it. It's right in front of you. Take it. Hello? It's right there.
2: Well, listen, I, I listen. I, I went. I did some research on, on Calais Campbell because you know what Calais Campbell came on of the University of Miami. He was a DN. He was mm-hmm. a big. He was a big six eight defensive end, right? And I was looking at his productivity uh, when they moved him internally. And he had more productivity, more productivity when they moved him inside the defensive end compared to when he started. Because, you know, his first year in the league, he had no sacks right. at the end. Absolutely right. none. Yeah. Second year, he had six. Third year, they moved him interiorly. He goes eight, seven, eight, nine. And then when he was here, he had 14 and a half, mm-hmm. and he had 10. So I'm just saying that when, when when you see it's not working as a as a defensive coordinator, you got to mix and match because everything that you're that you're essentially throwing out there the pass rush is not working. You're not getting home. So what you got to do is you get maybe put Josh Allen and, and Trayvon on one side and get swoop in there and get uh what's his name uh what's the number forty six name Ardell
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah uh, uh Key, Key Key Arden Key Arden Key. Arden Key. I mean, you got to you've got to create some kind of chaos and confusion because what you're bringing to the table every week in the game is not is no momentum. It's weak it, sauce, it, is what it is. It is. It's no momentum. It, well, it is. And coach, what what else is can you call it? Right? Yeah. It's weak sauce. It is weak yeah, sauce. It is yes, weak sauce, it is.
3: But it is. coach is a believer. Uh, kind of what you're what you're putting out there. Yeah. That he feels like he can beat inside. He can beat guards. guards. Yes,
2: absolutely. With his, with his length, with his power, with his momentum. Yeah, I mean, but that's, I mean, you're literally,
4: you're asking a guy to move inside, and that's a beating he's going to take.
2: Well, I mean, listen, you, you got to be a dog to get inside. I mean, I'm, you, I, listen, I don't want him inside when it comes to running. I'm not sure he's equipped for that right now, mm-hmm. quite. But yeah, okay. on down, you're yeah. getting, if you're going third down on third down rush. A pass situation on third down rush. If you get in like a four technique or a five on a guard, and he's got to slide and move his feet. And you can use your counter and your speed and your length against them. The guards are most guards aren't equipped for that kind of right. stuff. Mm-hmm. They right. want they want guards usually want big mammoth guys to get inside on them and sit on them. They don't want nobody big and athletic. Right. They don't want right. nobody to make them move. their feet. put him inside a couple of times to see what he does against the guard right. and see if he can disrupt something. Wait, I got a
4: great idea. Why don't you any pass situation, you move him inside, then you get Devin Lloyd off the sideline and put him outside. Absolutely. Yes. Why not? And say. Don't worry about anything else. Just go get the guy with the yeah, ball. Get back. the rush. Yeah, yeah. And one
3: one thing is evident is that this team cover coverage wise they're they're poor. Okay, and they're and they've lost bodies. Right, Be, they lost bodies from Shaq Griffin on. No no Cisco this past week. And the quicker you can make a quarterback make a decision, the better off you are. Right. So that's the deal that you're talking about. Send
2: guys. Because, yeah, affect the quarterback guys. exactly. Because because it's not just Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker that are being ineffective getting to the quarterback. The interior with yeah, Robertson yeah, and, and, and Hamilton, front, yep. they're not getting any push. Yep. Hey, they're not getting. They, they're not doing their job. I mean, so it's a it's a, a full effort of 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 not not being not being effective. I thought Devon Hamilton would be a good pass rusher too, and he's just I mean, he's he's not seeing it.
4: They no. they don't. Neither Fadakasi. neither he is either. Yeah. I yeah. think Fadakasi has done better than average against the run, yeah. but. He's like, I mean, you don't even see him against the pass.
3: Yeah, what was his a calf or a quad, whatever it was. It doesn't seem like he is as effective as he was in the beginning of the year. And if you don't get that guy off his spot, if that quarterback gets to operate right there, comfort right. level right. is sky high. And he will even he, we this team made Jared Goff look like that Super Bowl year that he had. Mm-hmm. In LA. he's literally just a guy. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I he mean. Is. There's
4: a reason why the Rams traded. You know, two number one picks for Stafford, mm-hmm. yeah. who was at the end of his career. Yeah,
3: and 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 by the way, the you know the, the theory is is now being you know thrown out there. What did Matt Stafford ultimately get for Detroit as the number one overall pick? You know, he made it to one playoff game, I believe that's all it was. And so, what will this team be able to get out of their number one overall pick, a special player at that position? All right, we'll keep it going with the Jags. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. We need we need to bring up at least a couple of pieces of news that came out of the recruiting world. Uh, and the transfer portal, all that will do. Coming up, don't forget American Electrical. They want you to know that you can support the Ronald McDonald House just like they do. And the Ronald McDonald House charities, they make sure that they keep these kids upbeat, <coughs> uplifting with all that they have around the Ronald McDonald House. It's where parents, family members have to come and stay when childs uh, are diagnosed with cancer or beyond that, some other medical condition, and they have to stay in the hospital during the holidays. Well, you want to give them as big a smile as you can. You can deck the doors. Look up Ronald McDonald, House, Ronald McDonald House Charities of Jacksonville and help if you can.
2: You don't have to go through another year with knee pain or back pain. People with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. Leon Serza here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine with locations right here in Mandarin and Ponte Vedra. Their unique protocol uses healing agents from your body to target aching joints, repairing and restoring damaged tissues so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Got shoulder pain, exhilarating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids. And say no more to pain pills. Call QC Kinetics and see their life-changing all-natural treatment can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, 904-274-5522. That's 904-274-5522 in Mandarin and Ponte We saved
0: you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop.
3: 21 minutes after the 1 o'clock hour XL prime time. Joe C., Maddie Hayes, Big Surce, JJ. We got Coach Campo coming up in about 15 minutes uh, as he will wow us with some of his thoughts as the Jaguars head up to Nash, Vegas. Uh, but we also need to talk a little high school slash college ball. Uh, I'm listening to Hacker After Dark last night after the Christmas party and he had on the coach of one of the big-time recruits, a high school coach, one of the big-time recruits, uh, that uh, pledged yesterday, Maddie, to the University of Florida. Now, it don't mean a whole hell of a lot because that's in 2024. Uh, it, you almost feel like whoever gets said yes to first may not be the guy that gets, uh, you know, the the school that gets the, the last
4: yes. But anyway, a prized recruit, uh, and Billy at least got a commitment uh, so, from him. So, yeah, first I want to say this is this all-time classic, is when the guy doesn't sign with Florida, mm-hmm. it's – I don't know why you guys get so yeah, you know, fired up about, about players. You've never even seen them before. Right. When the guy signs with Florida, that's just significant, man. Yeah, yeah. Of course. You know the rule. So Anyway, to his point, it's I think it's significant this way, right? Mm-hmm. He's a 2024 player. He's a five-star player. He's a quarterback that everybody wanted. There's a couple ways I think it's significant. Number one is I think this can help them – believe it or not, now in the 2023 cycle when there's still four or five guys he's going after that are five-star guys that are not signed yet or not committed yet. So that can help them there. And I also think it's going to help in the the transfer portal. He can use this as, look, these guys are getting on board. We're changing this thing. We're going to get elite players here. We need help. We need help right now to keep this thing moving in a positive direction. And then I also think it's a statement for recruiting in the future. Look, they went up against USC for this kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln Riley wanted him badly. Link, Lincoln Riley had the last visit from this kid. He visited there like a week and a half or two weeks ago Right when they killed UCLA. And, and he was fired up about it. He was tweeting about it. Great visit, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I've said this from day one, is USC in this new NIL world, why would any player not go anywhere other than there? Mm-hmm. If your whole idea is to win big, win a trophy, like a Heisman Trophy or something, you're a quarterback. To have your brand and strengthen your brand in L.A. of all places, oh, yeah. you know, with Hollywood right there, why would a kid not go to not go to USC? And so you, I- Plus, it's one of the top three programs of college football. Yeah, You're not closing the book is what you're saying. No. You're so saying, I mean, I, so the fact that he got this kid away from USC is impressive. It's really impressive. Um, and it's a again, they I'm sure they paid a lot of money in NIL, but that's still sending a message to the other recruits of, hey, we have the money. We're going to spend the money. And when all things being equal, this kid chose us instead of them. Yeah, does it hold, Leon?
3: Any of these guys? Because you could take J- Jaden R- R- Rashada as one of the examples. He was an original commit to Miami, also from uh, over on the left side of the uh, of the of the football. Also, by the way, also
4: originally. Hey, uh, by the way, also originally. you guys have never seen him play. Yeah. yeah. Also, one of them originally. Oh yeah, Boy, that's flipped, right. And Rashada. then it was oh, it's a big hey, deal. Listen, you know what?
2: Uh, yeah, Rashada, he did, he did flip on us. He mm-hmm. backed to Florida. Whatever. You know what you need to do? You teach these kids about verbal contracts. Um, When you verbally say you're going – of course, they're not going to do that, but Mm. I'm just saying. I know. You know, the the kid flipping on us – that hurt my,
9: hurt my Well, we're going to have another one this weekend, just, Leon. We'll have another. Me, it, it? it looks like yeah, that, that Cormani Cor- cornerback kid who um, yeah. originally was supposed to go to Florida then decided to go to Miami, had a big to-do about it. It was on TV. He picked up the hats. Well, now he's going on a visit this weekend to Tuscaloosa to meet with Nicholas Saban. Oh, so you know what Saint that Nick. means. Everyone's assuming that he ends up flipping yeah, like don't. two weeks well, later um, after his dumbass ceremony with his dumbass hats. Oh, he's dumb now. Oh, you're not going to Miami. <laughs> He's dead to me. <laughs> he's,
3: saying, he's saying the exact same thing. Oh, I am hack. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, so
9: set you up. Are. You're kind of like yeah. a version of hack. Yeah. That's why I can't follow recruiting because of stuff like this. True. Like, and how are you supposed to really celebrate until it is signing day? Like until it's officially official? It's and nothing. even then,
4: even then, you have no idea what these kids are going right. to do. Because yeah, think about when you like, were that
9: three, age. Of, two or two or three. I think two now for sure.
2: Of those five stars but, okay. in the last two years at Texas A&M, they're in the corner right well, now. Well, you also got to remember this. A lot of these kids are making these decisions aren't making them on their own prowess. Mm-hmm. They're making them, they're making decisions on with family, that are affecting families, livelihoods of families. Right, they're, and basing, so, but they're also exactly. basically making I mean, money. Yeah, I mean, not, when I signed with the Miami, mom and dad working, the, the, the decision was on me. I, I chose Miami because that's where I wanted to go because mm-hmm. I felt like a if I was going to be the best. I had to go where the best was. Mm-hmm. Then you got the nil from Luke. That's that's in the book. So small, <laughs> so small, so small. Can't tell you, to now. can't tell you everything. You read the book. You, know, you read the book.
3: And, and the audible one even better. It's got more stories on it. It's got more stories. <laughs> so, no, to your point though, this, yeah.
4: there's so many, t- and it's not just a mom and dad either. Yeah, no, it's, it's relatives. It's bro. relatives. And they're, oh, they're, everybody's in these kids' ears, man. You know, yeah, you know, man. like the Cormani McLean kids, a perfect example. His mom wanted him to go to Florida. Yeah. was, like, upset when he chose Miami. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. The thing is,
3: is that they all feel like they're acting as agents on well, the player's behalf, well, which means they're trying to make sure the player gets as much so it gets
2: spread around. Yeah, I mean, because he's, um, a lot of these family members are – the kid is 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 a fun he, – he's like a stock, all right? Mm-hmm. You, he you're, you're, he's, he's a lottery ticket. He's a lottery of yeah, Exactly. He he's really stock. Really, uh, he's a lottery ticket. And yeah. a lot of his family members are are basing their, their wellness on how – Far he goes in the NFL in the draft, that kind of stuff. That's right. a lot of pressure that's for. Sad, that's a lot of pressure on the seventy-eight team. A lot of pressure.
3: Man. Well, it already was like that because they thought whenever he did make a decision, wherever this athlete decides to go, that he was three years from cashing a, a multi-million dollar check. Now they see it now, and so that pressure was already there. A little ridiculous, the way things have unfolded in the recruiting world. But now you add NIL to it. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen,
2: that's not all the families, you know, but I'm saying it's a lot of it's them. It's a lot of them, though. It's a lot of them, unfortunately. Like the right, yeah. uh,
3: s- set up the uh, high school coach soundbite uh, from Hacker After Dark. DJ Lagway, five star, dual threat uh, quarterback. He's not going to sign or attend anywhere until 2024, but uh, the, the high school coach was on Hacker After
9: Dark. Yeah, After then this was him talking about feeling comfortable with Napier and company.
7: There's a lot of good coaches in this country, and there's a lot of good programs in this country, and you know, it all came down to what DJ felt the most comfortable with, from a a coach that's going to develop him as a person and as a quarterback. And, um, coach Napier and his staff. I mean, I mean, they they hit a home run with the entire recruiting process and how they treated him and and just a little bitty things that they did to to get him to commit to them.
3: Huge,
4: nasty cash. Those it are those might little been, those It little might
3: have things. been. But I do love when the coach says. Wait, 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 wait. It's no might have been. Yeah. When
4: Hugh Hathcock, the guy who runs the Gator Guard, the, the yeah. NIL, yeah. that takes care of the high school uh recruits, not the guys that are already at the school, which is what the Florida Collective does. Yeah. When he's tweeting four hours before the the announcement that it's going to be a great day today. Go Gators. What do you yeah. think it is? Well, he's an
3: optimistic lad.
4: Yeah. Okay. He is. And, and I don't know. Did you hear what that high school coach said? And if this was Florida State doing this, you'd say, ah, this is ridiculous. Did you? No, I
3: would not. Did you hear what the high school coach said about Billy Napier developing the individual,
9: the man, the human being? He cared about that yes. as a 16-year-old. Yes, 100% he does. Cared Billy it. Napier is going to make me a good man. Yes,
3: yes, and yes. I love that Okay. Story. We're talking about Sergeant Hulka here, okay, bringing them into the fold and turning them into upstanding young men. That's what it's all about in Gainesville. Come on. Come on. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out if it lasts uh, because none of it lasts uh, anymore. I mean, these, these, these recruits, what is our divorce rate in America? It's a half and half, right? I mean, this is, it's a half and half situation in the recruiting world anymore. Uh, it seems that way. Uh,
9: I heard something I don't know how true this is, but it was on a podcast. It must be semi true. Yes. But out of the class that Duggan's in, mm-hmm. is that am I saying his name right? The TCU? Yeah, yeah, Max Duggan. I think like the top fifty quarterbacks or something like that, only five of them have stayed at the first school that they committed to. That's crazy. Yeah.
3: And and so we have joked, and and it's becoming more and more of just absolute one hundred percent reality is a coach has to re recruit his player every single day. You know the thing Every is, single is day.
4: yeah. Here is the thing, and and I wonder if this is the case with this kid. He's still got another year of high school. So is the Gator guard paying him as a high school senior? It's quite possible because they can. Yeah, yeah. So are yeah, they paying an amateur
3: it? athlete now? Can 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 get that name, image, and likeness and profit off? Of right. It. Not,
4: so I don't know what he's doing. Whether he's signing hey. things or what, however he's earning the money. Yeah. But is he doing that, or is this something where three months from now we're going to hear DJ Lagway has? reclassified, and he's going in the 2023 class, Mm -hmm. not the 2024 class. Well, Well, then can we get Rashada
9: back if that's the case?
3: Yeah, that might. might. See, what Billy's trying to do is develop young men one year at a time. He needs to just stagger them when they come onto the campus. He He can't do all of God's work in in one year with all these guys, okay? He's got to make sure he spreads it out just a little
2: bit. So if this kid gets NIL money from Florida Wise in high school and he flips on them and goes somewhere else – do they, they, do, they, do they have to give it back? No, do they, they don't have <laughs> no, to recoup that money. Well, no, because Under the table, well, think about never it. Could. He's
4: he's if he is, I don't know if he I, is, but if he, I would think if you're a five star recruit and you commit this early, you're getting some cash out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh yeah, of course. So so if he is, he's literally now paying him the Gator guard is to be the quarterback for whatever his high school is, mm-hmm. and he's going to sign autographs for whatever whatever he's doing
5: mm-hmm. could yeah. be
4: for that. And if he flips. And he flips. Guess what? Wasn't there,
3: real quick, wasn't there a little chatter about Drake May maybe not sticking around in Chapel Hill? Oh, a lot of chatter. A lot of chatter. And then you saw his tweet. He he loves Chapel Hill. He he will be a Tar Hill forever. He's Tar Hill born and bred. Right. And that means
4: someone (laughs) said,
3: uh, How many zeros do I put on this? uh, You know, (laughs) who do I make it out to? I'm going to make this, right?
4: This is gonna be this. This one's gonna have seven zeros. Okay? Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, it, it, it might be that crazy. I,
2: don't well, I, did, I mean, this is you know, better than the agents because if you go with a, if, if an agent is paying you money and you flip on the agent, he sends you a bill. <laughs> yeah,
3: Dude,
4: this is I, that's this the is, money he gave. I've had coaches telling me this down. over and over. Like if if and Brian Kelly said this on our show from SEC media days, if you were if you were to tell the NFL this is your new free agent system, they'd be doing backflips. They'd be so happy. It's literally free movement and any deal and no salary. No contract. No salary capital, no contract. Unlimited. All
3: right, Big Surge, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right, I will. He heads out. Coach Campo pops in. Uh, We'll get his thoughts. And he thinks that this Jacksonville Jaguar team can be competitive against that Derrick Henry-led Tennessee Titans team. You'll hear that next right here on XL Primetime.
0: Now, let's wow you with XL Primetime's head coach Dave Campo, brought to you by Beaver Chevrolet, with wow pricing every day at beaverchevrolet.com
3: Coach coming in, ready to wow us with some of his thoughts, and unfortunately, this running on empty song that we like to play for Coach may have been really true for the Jacks last week, because they ended up running on empty, Coach, they got beat up. Now, We've talked about that a bit, but now maybe I'm, I'm sensing you may turn us back in a positive direction as we get ready for the Tennessee Titans. Somehow, well, some way.
7: Well, I mean, obviously that was a disappointment. And by the way, hi, guys. Yeah. Good to see you. Yeah. Uh, it, it, in a lot of ways, it was, it was really disappointing. Uh, going into the game, you know, matchups are big with me. And I, you know, going into the game, I knew they were going to score points. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were going to score that many. But, uh, you know, I felt it was going to be one of those situations where you had to outscore the people. And obviously, offensively, they weren't able to do that because of drops and yeah. some penalties or whatever, you know, so, and a fumble. You mm-hmm. know, those things are big when, you, when you're close, when you're a, a similar team. Going into this ball game, you know, obviously, history says that they're not going to win. But when you look at their football team and what they're doing, this is not the same team as it was a year ago or the year before that. Our team is not the same as it was a year ago or the year before that. So, to me, matchups-wise, our defense has played pretty good when they they just didn't have to completely play against the top receivers. Mm -hmm. They've been good when they've had to stop the run and they could focus on it. So, that's a plus. If our offensive line can – handle their pass rushers, this could be a tight ball game, which I think it's gonna be. And and, you know, I think anything's possible. If you can get it into the fourth quarter, anything's possible.
4: All right, I, I feel like I feel like we've hit the Thursday portion of the week where all of a sudden now we've gone from the anger to well it could happen. I mean you know. It's <laughs> it possible they I mean we've gone literally from they never might win another game to Thursday. This is what happens in four days. Well maybe. I mean I, I, I just did you hear what what Blaine Bishop said on the show when he said, I, I know you listened to the show. I did. When he said the entire left side of the line shouldn't be in the NFL. And then did you hear when I said the last time Josh Allen had a sack? Yeah. October Eight 2nd. ago, yeah. October 2nd. Yeah. So, I mean, we can say it looks like they're better suited right now to win this game. I I, I mean, I looked at those Lions receivers. Were those Lions receivers, were they like elite receivers? So then you go back to well, maybe the Detroit was just a one-off game, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with it. Okay, I just feel like we've all, we always hit this point in the week on Thursday where we're like, yeah, maybe it could happen, and then Friday Leon makes his pick and he picks the Jags and everybody thinks the Jags going to win. It's it's uh, there's a lot of problems still. Well,
7: I can promise you that my take on this is from looking at their football teams. <laughs> it's not a Thursday day for me. It's a you've been taking this the whole week. Yeah. Uh, Well, in my mind, you know, I've been in this situation a lot of times when you go into a ball game and you think, okay, we're going to be okay, and you get blown out. I've been there, and I know that those games don't happen every day. I still go back to day one when I said I think every single football game this year is going to be close, and I think this game is going to be close. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win. As a matter of fact, I said we were not going to win against the Baltimore Ravens, and mm-hmm. we did win. Right. But the matchup situation mm-hmm. is in our, we have a, an opportunity in this game. Now, if the quarterback doesn't play, or he's banged up to Limited. the point where right. he's, he, he's not himself then that changes the, the tune right there. No question about it.
3: And it is a little surprising. It's, it's a three, it opened as a three-and-a-half-point line. It's only moved to four points, and I know that they're probably waiting and wondering uh, where Trev is going to be health-wise, but at the very least, it's not moved that much off of it. We've got Coach Campbell hanging out with us. We say thanks to Beaver Chevrolet. Uh, he's here to wow us. You can get wowed by Beaver Chevrolet. Drop on by Beaver Chevy on Phillips Highway or online at beaverchevrolet.com. So, offensively, hit some of the things that you think Jacksonville might be able to do against this Tennessee Titans team? Well,
7: first of all, they're pretty darn good against the run. I think mm-hmm. this game is going to be one in the trenches. If we can block these guys, which, you know, there have been games where we've been able to do it against pretty good front front mm-hmm. fours. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can block them and get the running game going, then I, I believe they can be exploited. You know, the one thing that they haven't – if you look at statistics alone, right. other than the critical statistics mm-hmm. where they've won games that are, that are better than we are, are in the red zone. I believe we'll be able to move the ball till we get there. And then it becomes whether or not we're physical enough. They're good in the red zone because they can run the ball in the red zone. That's why. We have struggled with that. So that's going to be the determining factor for me. I think we're going to move the football on them. It's going to, you know, the, the, this is not a physical, as physical a team as they've had. And I think that's one of the reasons that the running back is down a little bit is because the offensive line mm-hmm. is not opening up holes like they have in the past. So it's going to be that part of it to me is the, is the thing that we've got to do. We've got to control the line of scrimmage on offense and get some running game going. And then that gives us a chance to play action game. Our receivers are good enough against their DBs
4: other D line can get after it a little bit. Yes. They can get after the quarterback which yes. changes everything. Yes. I mean, they're not that good in the back end, but if you can get after the quarterback, then you, you can help your back end. Then things change a little bit, right? Yeah. It's, it's
7: gotta be one in the trenches, you know, and, and I'm with Leon when he says that this offensive line, you know, better take this as a challenge because, you know, if you've got a, a, a 90% quarterback, keep him up, let him, let him do his thing. And, you know, Simmons and, a good thing that Autry is probably not going to play. I don't think he's going to play. But, you know, they have some guys that can rush the passer. So it's going to come down to the, the, what happens in that offensive line, on, whether it's running or passing.
3: Yeah, and even though you, I agree with you, they are not the same team as they were. They were, I believe, the only team that had three players with ten sacks or more last year, and that included Autry. All right, so listen to these numbers, Coach. Uh, and then, you know, you, you hit us on the other side of the ball, you know, where you think this could go. But these are Titans, Tennessee Titans stats after 12 games. Offense T twenty nine. Defense T twenty two. In the against the or in the passing game, they're thirtieth on offense, thirty-first on defense. So that certainly is a plus, I think, of Trevor's healthy. Rush game, they're fifteenth in offense, which of course is Derrick Henry. They're third in defense, as you mentioned, and then points per game. They're averaging just over eighteen which is 26th in the league, not very high, and then they're 11th in giving up about 20.
7: Yeah, I, again, if you look at statistics, third down mm-hmm. on, on defense is that's not their, their – they, they have done well there. Right. And in the red zone, those are the two areas that you've got you to gotta be effective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, that's where Matt's saying that, you know, you, they can rush the passer, so that's put pressure on there. Uh, but we've we've, I really feel like this game is a better matchup for our team than, than the one we just played. To be
4: honest with you, all right, because I hate to put the wet blanket on it, but Detroit had the thirtieth ranked defense in yeah. the NFL. I, I know,
7: and, and statistics are for losers. I'm all with that. But I, I'm just I'm looking at their guys compared to our guys.
4: You're looking at specifically this defense's ability to load up and stop the run, right? And just force Tannehill to try and make big plays with receivers or just guys. And
7: without Burks, if he doesn't play, they're right. they're a pedestrian group, in my opinion. Now, they're all good. Well, there wouldn't be in the NFL. So, player, I mean, right. how the game goes depends on how the game goes. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and uh, the fact that he has just barely kind of come up and started making plays for them. And the other thing that was revealing with what Blaine Bishop was talking about is that maybe a little bit of angst between Mike Vrabel and John Robinson. GM's been... You know, told to hit the hit the, you know, kick rocks, and he was fired. And Vrabel's frustrated that he just barely got out of trail on Brooks what he was hoping to get, and they don't have a whole lot of other guys. Yeah,
7: and I think that's been a concern for him. And there's a reason they're seven and five. Yeah. You know, there's no they do not right now. They don't have the same teams as the Buffaloes, mm-hmm. the the Kansas Cities, the you know, the people they have to play against. Right, they're just trying to. You know, put together this group because it's not as strong as it's been. Now, you know we're not we're stronger, but we're not we're not with the Buffaloes or the Kansas Cities either. So yeah. it, it's going to be an interesting ball game.
3: All right, we're going to get one more thought from you before you are done, and uh, you might even throw who you think will come out on top in this game. But first, let's head out to Blue Sky.
0: Now the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal
3: opportunity employer. Chamber of Commerce weather right here in Duval in December. Uh, the embedded and shredded Hayes car line out at Blue Sky. The Frangie Show ready to rock and roll. What is up, Hayes?
6: You, uh, you hit the nail on the head, Joe. It is gorgeous out here at Blue Sky. We're fired up to be back, and uh, we're going to have a great Frangie Show today. We've got Greg McGarrity coming by to take what I hope will be a big victory lap over an outstanding Gator Bowl matchup, mm-hmm. so we're looking forward to uh, hearing Greg go through all the details of how uh, he was able, he and his team were able to get South Carolina and Notre Dame here, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Jordan Mincy's going to join us at 3 to talk about JU's big win last night, and uh, we're going to have sports and courts. Uh, Brett Hastings coming by to talk, uh, talk some legal sports uh, subjects with us, so we always enjoy that. So it should be a fun, frangy show, and uh, we're looking forward to it.
3: Love it, man. Love it. Appreciate it. And uh, were you pretty stoked about that uh, five-star that will be here uh, in Gainesville in, I don't know, 2027 or something like that? Were you fired up about that?
6: Yeah, Joe, I don't want to overstate it, (laughs) but I'll be surprised if DJ Lagway doesn't win three Heisman trophies (laughs) at
5: Florida.
4: Hey, man.
3: I I love you. I I love how measured uh, Hayes Carline is when it comes to these types of things. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll be listening. (laughs) Hayes Carline, Frank Franzi, Lauren Brooks, and, uh, well... It looks like uh, the law firm of Marsh, Marsh and Denmark. Denmark is going to be in here. Yeah, and, Dylan and-
9: Denmark just walked in the building.
3: Yep, he's taking over. Uh, Gibby Spock is. He's Gibby's become got the like going. the
9: go-to backup producer. Yeah, he's exactly. working his way up to an afternoon. Yeah. Show. You know what he I'm is? I'm watching my back. He's
3: the uh, he's the Jack Miller of 1010XL. yeah, that's what he is right so now. That's only
9: going to take an arrest from one of us, and you <laughs> might get a job. Hey, right, JJ,
3: you might want to
4: yeah. walk carefully. Right. Yeah,
9: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, All right, Coach. Uh, one more thought from you before uh, before you go. Just you know, maybe one thing that maybe Duvall can focus in on for Sunday.
7: It's going to come down to the defense. Yeah, if we can clean up some stuff and play better against an offense, the the, the offenses are equal in my opinion. Mm-hmm. With ours, with maybe a little bit more firepower than theirs. If our defense can clean it up, we're going to have a chance in this football game. Do I think they're going to win? Tough place to play, history, physicalness. From what I've seen of the defense, I don't know if we're going to be able to get that done, but it is a better matchup.
3: Well, that's the part part I think fans like hearing uh, more than anything else. They have been able to do well against run-oriented offenses, so we'll see. All right, Coach, thanks to Beaver Chevrolet. They always wow you, and we appreciate Coach uh, wowing us. We'll throw some stuff out on social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and get a last prediction from Coach. Uh, we are out. We say thanks to American Electrical, and they want to make sure that you know about the Ronald McDonald House. They support them as much as they can, and right now they got a Deck the Doors campaign going on. You can see all the beautiful lights that American Electrical put up on that beautiful tree right there at the Ronald McDonald House. So if you want to help out, Ronald McDonald's Charities of Jacksonville. Make sure you check them out. Joe C, Maddie Hayes, Coach Campo, Big Sers, and JJ. will have uh, Mia back tomorrow after the Fortegra Nine Twelve High School Invitational concludes.